0: welcome to him for her radio ladies this show is for you find clarity discernment and discover who you are in Jesus Christ all while exploring the hot topics of the day she's an evangelist founder and president of him prison Ministries, and she's here to tell it like it is your host shouldbury
1: if you say what you want to say Dear friends, I cannot wait to introduce you to today's topic. My name is Shook him for her radio, and I encourage you to listen because this is one women's hot topics. Why did we come up with it? Because you have requested we talk about this, and we have the best guest with us here today. Today's hot topic is God politics, and women. You heard it right. We're going to be talking about God and politics, the two topics they tell you at every party not to talk about. We are today, though. And ladies, I really want you to know about this. Why is this? Because I feel like an idiot about this topic. And every time we talk about this topic, I learn more and more. How many of you slept through history class in high school? Or maybe you were too busy checking out the guys. You know, I don't know. But I love you too much not to help you understand this topic today. God, politics, and women. And who do we have with us today? We have Jake McCauley. And he serves as the chief executive office officer, I'm going to say that right, of the Institute of Constitution, an educational outreach that presents the Founders' American View of law and government. Now if you want to find him, you can find him on the americanview.com. Uh this institute has produced thousands of graduates in all 50 states with a full understanding of biblical principles on which America's founding documents are based. Now, get this, Jake not only has an awesome testimony that he's going to be sharing with us, but he's also an ordained minister and a former syndicated talk show host who has spoken to audiences nationwide. And today, he's on Him for Her Radio. He has established the American Club, a constitutional study group in public and private schools. Jake not only is here with us today, but he has also been seen on Yahoo News fox news the blaze cbs nbc ap i could go on and on but i want to get to him jake welcome to the show
2: shook what an absolute pleasure to be here i love the feeling in here it's like electric
1: it is you know we we would dance but i didn't want to freak out your family (laughs) because they're sitting here with us too Um, But I I just want to have, after introducing you, I want to just take a moment because we have another beautiful woman with us in this room. She's not going to say anything, but her name is Carol Olson, and she is the one who introduced me to Jake. Carol, I'm so glad you're here. I know mom's the word. She's not going to talk. But then to my right, I've got a stunning, beautiful woman. Jake, would you introduce me to Heather? This
2: is the woman that I met 20 years ago yesterday, and uh, we've been married for 19 years. We got done really quick. Uh, And it's my wife, Heather, and I call her Dollface Macaulay. Thanks for coming with me, honey.
0: Oh, Dollface Macaulay, I'm so glad you're here. (laughs) Well, thank you. It's great to be here. It's great to be home, too. Minnesota's our, our home. We live in North Carolina now, but it is so good to be here. You
1: know, ladies, did you know North Carolina is the furniture capital of the United States? Just FYI, if you didn't know about that. But I'm so thankful that you're here in the cold country and you left that beautiful North Carolina to be with us. So, let's get right down to it. God, politics, and women. Jake, I'm going to just ask you a bunch of questions. I hope you're ready for that bullet of questions I've got for you. Where do our rights and law come from?
2: Well, it says in the Declaration of Independence that our rights come from our Creator. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, endowed by that Creator with certain unalienable rights of life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. So, if you are American, if you serve in public office, you believe, you acknowledge, and you subscribe to that presupposition that all of your rights, all Americans' rights, come from God. And that's not Buddha, that's not Allah. That's not a variety of multiculturalistic uh, gods. It is the God of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, found Mm. in the Bible.
1: Mm. I just hear that and I want to start praying. Hallelujah. Glory. Amen. I'm just so thankful.
2: John Adams, our second president, said the general principles on which the fathers achieved independence, he was also called the Colossus of Independence. He was the father of independence. He really pushed that envelope. When America wasn't ready to declare independence, John Adams came in and boisterously declared it. The general principles on which the fathers achieved independence were the general principles of Christianity. I will avow that I then believed and now believe that those general principles of Christianity are as eternal and immutable as the existence and attributes of God. Without religion, this world would be something not fit to be mentioned in polite company. Mm. I mean, hell. That's what he said. And I believe that not only as a person, I know, just my own testimony, left to myself with myself as my God, and I know many of your listeners can relate with this, what do we do? We are the worst tyrant to ourselves possible. Mm-hmm. We would wind ourselves in the worst places on this earth and in the next life. That I, lo- being
1: I love that word tyrant. Yeah. You know, I could be a, a tyrant. Ask my <laughs> mom and dad. They would tell you this. So you started to talk about your testimony. Would you share some of that with us and with our listeners?
2: Absolutely. As a youngster, I grew up, uh, my mother was, uh, she got pregnant uh, out of wedlock. And I've never met my father, so I don't know my biological father. However, God provided me a wonderful father when I was uh, just under two years old. And I grew up in a good home. I mean, both, both my parents, my father had a college degree. My mother was an RN. We, they made good money. I went to private school. But uh, I was severely bullied in high school, and I had a lot of issues with that. It developed certain esteem issues. And as a kid, you want attention. You want people to like you. And I was very good in athletics and academics, so I was playing varsity sports in eighth grade. And um, in ninth grade, or tenth grade, excuse me, I switched schools, switched friend groups, And uh, I switched the music that I was listening to that really drove my ethical standards. Mm. Uh, Before it was good music, mostly rated G music. Now it was bad stuff. Parental advisory stickers came out because Tipper Gore was on her rampage Mm -hmm. for that. Anyways, I started doing what the lyrics were preaching. I'm not blaming the music. I'm not blaming the musicians, but I took that on, and it,
1: that's how the enemy enters exactly. into some of our lives.
2: He puts that into your mind, and so those spiritual things going in come out spiritually as well. And hang out with the wrong people, bad uh, company corrupts good morals. The mm. Bible says. I winded up I wound up going to treatment uh, five times and I wound up instead of going to jail I was only seventeen, I went to Minnesota Teen Challenge.
1: Woo-hoo! Woohoo! Shout out to my buddies out there. I love you guys.
2: Pastor Rich Sherber was one of the best preachers still to this day that I have ever heard or seen display the gospel not just his preaching but his display of it the man is selfless for a year i sat and soaked myself with the word of god i prayed to god the second day i was there because everybody in there was jesus freaks and i hadn't been used to that mostly went through secular treatment centers and uh, you know they're throwing the bible they're throwing testimonies i said god if you're real i need these set of circumstances to line up Mm -hmm. which was very prideful for me as this little uh kid who had wound himself in such a horrible position, but I thought I would call the shots and tell God what to do. Well, he condescended and acquiesced and answered my prayer specifically in a way that no other person could. So I experienced him in a very real way there. I stayed the rest of the uh, time there, read my Bible every day since I was 17 years old. I've prayed every day since I was 17 years old, and I've been involved in ministry every day since I was 17 years old. Which brought me to, we got in a lot of heat and persecution as we started going into public realms and displaying the gospel. Now, as a counterculture kid, I did not grow up in a church environment, so I didn't understand separation of church and state, or that Christianity only belonged in certain areas of your life. Man, I found Jesus. I was like, "Woo! Let's everybody tell everybody. Knows. Yeah, right. what are we Amen. waiting for? Let's tell get it. on it. Mm-hmm. So as I started doing that, I started getting into trouble. Some might make the argument more trouble than I had before in my countercultural no, trouble, lifestyle. trouble, a different
1: type of trouble. Before it was addiction, and now it's... Yeah, this
2: is more public excoriation. Mm-hmm. You can't say that. You can't do that. That's wrong. There is no God. There's a billion gods. Why are you preaching that so loud? You can't preach that here. So I started studying things like separation of church and state, our Constitution, And lo and behold, from the original intent, when you go historically speaking, instead of what modern revisionists have planted in textbooks—I was a public school student, so I was not given the full truth of the biblical foundations of America—it blew my mind. And I thought, i got to get ahead of this, because like a freight train, the enemy is coming at Christians in our culture, not just through the world, not just through the flesh, but now, unfortunately, through our institutions of government. Yeah. So I thought let's speak about this. Let's let's learn America about it and that's what my mission is today.
1: I love how God put that on your heart and it started at Minnesota Adult and Teen Challenge. Now I am a Jesus freak just in case you didn't know that Jake, but I am. I love the Lord. I know that sometimes that term has been misused. But I have to tell you, when I get a chance to go in and preach in that chapel service, I see God moving. If any of you have ever battled with addiction, I would recommend you go to Minnesota Adult and Chain Challenge. It is like Amen. the best out there, and God does amazing work. If you're just listening, this is him for her radio women's hot topics. This is Shugbury, and today's hot topic, yep, believe it or not, we're combining the two, God, politics, and women. Now, Jake just got done sharing his story and his testimony about his life. I'd like to introduce again his wife, Heather. Heather, share with us just for a few minutes about your testimony and what God has done in your life.
0: Sure. So I grew up, born and raised in the same town in the Lionel Lakes area, and both my mom and dad are deaf, Mm -hmm. and I'm the firstborn. And my grandfather actually was, he was a president of a christian college in new york moved to minnesota he was a professor of seminary of the new testament at bethel but i had no clue (laughs) growing up because the communication barrier between my grandfather and my parents a lot of that didn't come through and unfortunately my mom and dad because of the lack of resources we did not go to church Mm. so growing up we didn't i mean didn't even have a bible in our house i knew nothing about the lord but my mom and dad were very loving they were great parents. They loved each other and they loved us and they really did give us a moral guidance. And I was a very sensitive kid. So, you know, I remember talking out of turn in second grade and getting my name on the board and crying. Oh, and, and you <laughs> and know, so, ladies, I wish you could see her. She's so petite and tiny. She's so beautiful. <laughs> I tell you, Jake, you did hey, well. Amen, I sucked at that. <laughs> you did well, Jake. Well, thank yeah. you. Um, and I say that because then, you know, t- turn into when I hit high school and I made the dance team And I began getting, you know, popularity that way. Mm -hmm. And being around, despite the fact that I was this really sensitive child, and of course I was, you know, I wasn't perfect, but I loved my mom and dad and I wanted to listen to them and all of those things, too. I was around all these other people and I'm around them eight hours a day and the peer pressure. And I Mm -hmm. ended up, you know, being having the typical girl life that's lost. I had to have a boyfriend. I felt like if I didn't, I wasn't good enough or Mm -hmm. pretty enough or whatever. And uh, did the partying thing and everything. My senior year of high school, God just worked in me like he just started taking the blinders off about what my life was really like and I started to ask him to help me and I didn't even know how to pray <laughs> I just was like God can you please help me so I get into my senior year of high school and God puts this Christian girl in three of my four classes and she just starts asking me to come to church and I was like no <laughs> I'm not doing that. And so, but eventually um, there was a, a person who had died in our class and mm. it. I went to his funeral and For whatever reason, God put the question to me about, where are you going when you die? Mm -hmm. And I so I went to Jen, which I always thought just everyone goes to heaven, you know, unless you're like Hitler. (laughs) If you believe in God, you're going to heaven. So I went to Jen, the Christian girl, and I said, Jen, how do you know? And I can't remember exactly what she said, but something along the lines of like, you asked Jesus to come into your heart. You ask for forgiveness of all of your sins. He washes you clean and you're repentant of your sins. And I had no clue what she was talking about. And so I just knew. I I said, are you telling me I'm going to hell? And she said, well, you don't have to. And the bell rang and I had 10 minutes. (laughs) To (laughs) Thankfully, she was in my next class. So I grabbed her in before choir class started, and I asked her, I want I want to know the Lord. And so we sat down and did the sinner's prayer um, behind the bleachers oh. in choir class. Um, and a kid walked by. I instantly got made fun of. I said some choice words to him and then had to yeah. ask for forgiveness again. Um, but that's how God got a hold of me. I love that. Oh, thank
1: you, Heather, for sharing. You know, I was in the back of the bleachers, but I wasn't praying. I have to say I was probably smoking. <laughs> but uh, God did get a hold of me later. And, and listeners, did you notice there's a community between these two testimonies, uh, both Jake's and Heather's, they asked God, they just prayed. And I love Heather's that it wasn't even a fancy prayer, didn't even know how to pray. It was just that she needed help and she wanted God and God honored that. He's just waiting for us to invite him into our lives. And if you've never done that before, maybe today is the day. It doesn't have to be a fancy prayer. Father God, I just need you come into my life. If you're just tuning in, this is Sugbury Him for her radio and we today's hot topic is God politics and women. Now, I've got a question for both of you. I'm going to let you both kind of jump in as you see fit. I'm here with um, Heather McCauley and her lovely husband, Jake, with The American
2: View. Do you really think I'm lovely, Shug? Yes, I okay. do, actually.
1: I, I think your kids are even lovelier, so they had to come from somewhere. I just, They're just so <laughs> cute sitting here. I just love them. So you shared with us your testimony. Um, now, tell us, why is it important then for us to teach not only others and women, I hope you're listening, about biblical values, but also about the fathers who created our Constitution.
2: Well, I think the quote, the best way to sum that up is those founding fathers that discussed education and what was the importance of perpetuating, for example, liberty or the blessings of liberty or godliness and principles, it was always the Bible. The Bible was a textbook. In American schools, Uh, the most children, by the time they were 12, 13 years old, had heard over a thousand sermons. And I think the importance of God's word, I never I never bring down the relevance of it. If a person reads scripture, I believe it changes your life. Mm -hmm. Scripture is powerful and I encourage you every single day to read it. And watch the change in your life. It literally changes your mind. It changes your heart. It changes your thoughts. It breaks addiction. And it helps you to have victory in areas that you don't normally have. Amen. You can think about God, talk about God, and talk about his Bible. But then you're just standing outside of the water. You need to jump into that mm-hmm. thing. Our founding fathers knew and understood that. Many of them would make quotes such as, you know, if we don't speak the Bible, if we don't present Christian principles in school, we are going to waste so much time pains and resources, punishing crime and lawlessness, when we could just do the latter. We could prevent these things by inserting God's Word into our life and into our culture. I think that's important. It's the way that we train our children. We homeschool our children. Um, because I don't want my kids to be in an environment where it is antithetical towards the Bible or Christianity or where there might even be a threat that my little son or daughter might be excoriated for praying in a school or wearing a Christian T-shirt or talking to their peers about Jesus. So I think that's important, and I think that should be a mainstay in American culture, especially for our youth.
1: Mm-hmm. And it's fading away, sadly, as it is. You know, if you get a, a tour of Washington, D.C., you can see all the monuments, and everything is based off of the Bible, Um, I'm just so encouraged by that. Heather, do you have anything to add or share with that?
0: I just think that it's important for us as Americans and as Christians um, to study, go back and study our history because our founders were so, I mean, even in office, you couldn't be in office without having a a statement, public declaration of your faith in Christ and you know the importance of the fact that the government is. We read that the government is on his shoulders, and we have been given such an amazing opportunity in America to have it have a Christian foundation, and mm-hmm. we really do reap the benefits of that even over two hundred years later. And so, to to maintain that, it takes knowledge. It takes knowing what your foundations are and And where you come from. You You know what? I think that we're going to have
1: to have you guys back again. And I would like to pick Heather's brain about how do you make history interesting for your kids as they listen, but maybe for another day. But today I want to ask you a politics question. How does politics and the people we vote for and God and women all go together?
2: I'm going to take that one because in the book of Exodus, when I first read this, I used to caucus a lot, and um, it doesn't matter what party that you're a part of. It matters what truth is being presented because God is not a Democrat. God is not a Republican. Jesus is not our founding fathers. The Constitution is not the Bible. Ronald Reagan is not Jesus. The importance here is Christ, but God gave some directives through Moses' father-in-law in the book of Exodus. He said to choose out from among you, And this is where our founders get this idea of the democratic process, where we elect those that serve in power over us. Choose from among you able men, such as fear God, hate covetousness, hate wickedness, will walk in truth, and choose them to serve over you. Over thousands, which would be a federal uh, jurisdiction. Over hundreds, which would be more of like a state jurisdiction. Because we have the United States government, then we have state governments. And then over hundreds, well, excuse me, over fifties, which would be more of a local jurisdiction. We each have county jurisdictions. And over tens, which would be a family jurisdiction. God gave those directives. He also told us in, there's many different directives in the Old Testament about what kind of people should be serving in office. Here's one thing that I would like to say to people. Can a non-Christian serve in office in the United States? Many do. There's some Muslims that serve in office now but they betray their oath of office. Well, what do you mean by that, Jake? That was kind of harsh. No, if you swear an oath to uphold the principles of American government, then you have to acknowledge three things. We call it the American view of government. It can be found in the Declaration of Independence. These were presuppositions that everyone in America agreed about. Number one, there was a God, and that was the laws of nature, and nature's God. It's the God of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Number two, our rights come from God. And number three, the purpose of civil government is to secure God-given rights. That means government is God's minister to us for our good. Mm -hmm. I know you've all heard that in Romans 13. So again, our founders put this. They codified it in the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident. All men are created equal. There's a creator, God. They're endowed by their creator with unalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. So our rights come from him. And that to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men. So, what is the purpose of government? To secure our God-given rights. If you are not a Christian, if you deny the existence of God, or you create some other fairy tale God, then I'm sorry, I don't know how else to break this to you. They are not God. There is one God, one Creator, and He is the God of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Then you're actually betraying your oath when you put your hand on the Bible and you swear to uphold the Constitution because you're betraying its very principles.
1: You know, I think that you should go speak to the Senate. As a matter of fact, didn't your son... I thought that he had spoke to a, a group.
2: Well, I have, my kids have spoke with me have spoken with me all over the country to various different groups, and sometimes it includes speaking to individuals. I've only had the opportunity to speak in the oh excuse me, in the uh Idaho recently, in the Washington State House. I've also been to the Minnesota State House. I haven't spoken publicly there. Um, but that is one of our missions. We have in our institute on the constitution.com. dot We have thousands of graduates in all 50 states. Many of them now serve in federal office, state office, and local office. And I'm so grateful because these are men and women that acknowledge there is a God. Their rights come from him. Purpose of government is just to secure the God-given rights of their constituency.
1: You know, it never fails. I learn so much from our guests, and I know that there's so much more to learn. I was um, marinating in your website. That might be the best term for me to use. I like that. I went to all of the different spots, and you've got books and curriculums. Um, You've got speaking engagement calendars on there. Can you just share a little bit more about how can our listeners find out more about you and your family And the American view.
2: Absolutely. We do a free video that we put out every single week. It's myself and my oldest son. He happens to be 16. He's very sharp, very learned. He's been steeped in this, obviously. We have a 12 lecture curriculum that students use, mostly adults teach and take. Um, And there's 12 videos, kind of like the Truth Project. They're just 20-minute videos.
1: I love the Truth Project. You know, let me just pause right there. So your son helps you teach this, and he's 16 years old. That's right. Oh, my gosh, ladies, there's hope, isn't there? (laughs) And so there would be interest for both the kids to listen and be taught, as well as the parents to understand it better.
2: Absolutely. On our website, we have American clubs of students all over the country, some who have written for our website. We have a lot of that. I encourage you, mothers, if you have kids that are into this, Get them in touch with me. I want to plug them in. Some of them wind up on national interviews, some of them wind up on the news. Mm-hmm. When kids speak this stuff, people listen and you get a lot more YouTube videos mm-hmm. uh, views excuse me. but uh, so my son and I do a video every single week. We take a headline of the day and we apply a biblical constitutional uh, perspective towards it and we extract those things because let's face it most of us are busy this isn't our shtick if you will so we need to learn more mm-hmm. and i want to make it simple and easy with two to three minute snippets
1: you know sometimes you hear that word constitution it just makes you want to fall asleep i have to tell you you guys have made it exciting
2: because <laughs> it, it is i was the same <laughs> way i hadn't even voted until i was 18 years old and i met a gentleman named michael prudka our founder campaigning for president and his slogan was god family republic and i said dude What are you doing running for president? You're not supposed to talk about God. And he's like, oh, Jake. And he patted me on the head, you know, and hypothetically. And he said, well, you just take our course, our course, which can be found at instituteontheconstitution.com. You can go take lecture one for free on there. It has educated thousands of people in a very Mm -hmm. fun way to get you the fundamentals. If you have homeschool students, they can actually get their civics or history credit by taking our course. And I want to see that flame fanned mm-hmm. throughout the country. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to quit. You're not quitting, Sure. No. We're on the air right now. I'm getting into heaven, mercy. that's for sure. Glory all Amen. the way, right? Amen. Amen.
1: <laughs> Would you guys come back again sometime?
2: Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. We'd love to. Absolutely. Heather,
1: you were just so delightful. Such a joy. i got to have you back and pick your brain about how to make history interesting to your kids. If you're listening and you want more information, we had Jake McCauley, his beautiful wife, wife Heather, with us. And I really encourage you to go and find them at theamericanview.com. And if you have not said yes yet to Jesus, maybe today would be the day. I love you so much. Over and out. This is Shugbury, host of Him For Her Radio.